Hey, it's JD here, and off the top of the show, I just want to make a quick announcement that Podlist is coming back. That's right, Podlist 5, to be exact. And what is a Podlist exactly? Well, it's a podcast playlist. It's a Podlist. Podlist 5 will launch July 8th, 2024, and this is your official call for submissions. I am looking for your pavement or pavement adjacent songs recorded on a wave file sent to me via JD at meetingmalchemist.com or we transfer preferably because the files will be big. MP3s are okay, but wave files rule the day. I need these files from you by June 15th of 2024 in order to make the cut. So Get your files to me on or before June 15th. Get your band together. Pick up an acoustic guitar and just play your balls off for whatever song you choose. It's going to be great. We're going to have a lot of fun and maybe we'll do something a little bit different this year with the pod list once it's done. When you send me the file, please send me your band name or your handle uh, as well as any pertinent information about the band that I need to know to introduce your song. That's what I've got for you. This is your official call for submissions. Again, wave files on or before June 15th to make Podlist number five a reality. Previously on the Pavement Top 50. Okay, so the number 44 track. You've just heard it. It's Embassy Row, the second song from Bright in the Corners after Blue Hawaiian at number 50 on the countdown. Scott, what do you think of Embassy Row at number 44? Embassy Row, I do love. It's, uh, things I like about it is it's, it kind of lulls you in with this. Quite, I feel Malchus kind of does quite a lot with his, his lyrics and his melodies. Are, they're kind of like nursery rhymes, the way they kind of they flow and the, the structure of the set. These are quite kind of nice. Hey, this is Westy from the Rock and Roll Band Pavement, and you're listening to The Countdown. Hey, it's JD here, back for another episode of our Top 50 Countdown for seminal indie rock band, Pavement. Week over week, we're going to count down the 50 essential pavement tracks that you selected with your very own Top 20 ballots. I then tabulated the results using an abacus and, strangely, a change counter. And all that's left for us to reveal is this week's track. How will your favorite song fare in the ranking? You'll need to tune in or whatever the podcast equivalent of tuning in is every week to find out. So there's that. This week, we're joined by Pavement Superfan, Josh in Pittsburgh. Josh, how are you doing, motherfucker? <laughs> I'm pretty good, JD. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks for asking. So uh, what's the weather like in Pittsburgh right now? Cold. It's been oh. uh, below freezing. It's been snowy and icy. It's <clears throat> a bit of a reprieve today as it's only going to be about 32, but then we're supposed to get another like two to four inches in and around the city here in the next couple of days. Oh my gosh. We've been very fortunate here in Toronto. It's cold. Cold as hell, but no snow so far. Like really, there's been a couple inches, but it's like not staying on the ground. Yeah. It's just yeah. not as much snow as it feels like we had when we were kids anymore. No, definitely not feels like there was like walls of snow when I yeah. shoveled my sidewalk. Like, that might be my height. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, 
let's uh let's not beat around the bush here let's uh talk about pavement let's yeah let's hear your pavement origin story um well uh it starts with malcolm's self-titled in earnest i'll work back a little bit sure um well, I'm 46. I'm a full-blown child of the 90s. I think I was 13 to 23 in that decade. So super okay. formative years. Yeah. Um, hugely into Beastie Boys and Nirvana and Primus, all things Les Claypool, all that. And um, definitely was hearing Pavement, probably Beavis and Butthead was maybe my first exposure. Uh, you know, Cut Your Hair and... I think I remember in college, like maybe around 98, 99, I went down to the local record store in Burlington, Vermont, and I got um, some tapes because I, I had unearthed an old Walkman, and I oh, got like oh. uh, Slick Rick, the artist storytelling, and something else, and I got Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain on tape. I was like, you know, I need to, I need to get back into this pavement thing a little more and see what's going on, and Gold Sounds became quite an anthem for me. I, I'm... Uh, I was a huge Fish fan, the band okay. Fish. And I was in Pittsburgh, of course, because I live here, when they played here one summer, and they covered Gold Sounds by Pavement. They did? And I was just like, you know, worlds colliding in the perfect way. Um, yeah, uh, Fish has covered quite a few indie bands. Trey's got a big indie thing. Malcolmus was at a Fish, fo uh, fish show recently with Jake oh, up wow. in Seattle. I know the you know the uh, Jix drummer. He took him. Yeah, he's a big yeah. Dead and Fish fan, and he Jix. took Malcolmus to a show. I think. So um, you know was, they were definitely on the radar, but they weren't like penultimate for me yet. And then um, I moved out to California after college. It was two thousand, and uh, was feeling pretty distant from everything back home on the East Coast where I lived and grown up. Uh, there was some family stuff going on. I started to feel isolated. I don't think 9-11 had happened yet, but it was just that, that whole time in life. And um, I was feeling kind of just depressed and detached a little bit. And then I saw um, Malcolmus on Letterman doing uh, Jenny and the S-Dog. Oh, shit. And I was like, oh my God, this is so good. I was like, that's not pavement. What's he doing? And he's, you know, Letterman's like, he's got a new album out and it's great. Go check it out. And I think I went to uh, Tower Records on Sports Arena Boulevard in San Diego the very next day and got the album. And it really helped me quite a lot because here I am, this like total slacker out in California, no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> no, you know, my network's not around me anymore. And uh, I'm like, look at this guy, Malkmus, you know, the, the, slacker gentleman of our generation here is out here still doing his thing and he sounds great and he looks great he's like I, you know i can just i can keep being me i can find my way back i don't have to like uh make some grand sweeping change in life i can just you know be the aging slacker as well and just, you know from there I wore that album out, self-titled. I wore it out. Me too. Dug back into the the pavement catalog full bore uh what was the second Jix album um uh piglib piglib wore it out in fact yeah. the piglib with the japanese bonus tracks might be might be it's right there at the top of my uh the entire malcolmus pavement catalog that piglib with the japanese good. bonus tracks is maybe <laughs> yeah. my number one go-to 
Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he just, he speaks to me. I get it. I love it. Like I said, he's the, uh, he's sort of our gentleman slacker representation for our generation. I feel like. Totally. He's the, uh, the, the crown prince of indie rock. Yeah. Right. For sure. Or, or what did Courtney call him? Courtney called him the clown prince. Yeah, Courtney Love called him the right. clown prince of indie rock, I think. Which is fine. I mean, if anybody's a clown with her makeup <laughs> and her antics. <laughs> so you know, did you so get a chance good. to see them on the 2010? Like, I'm guessing you didn't see them earlier on. Did you I, see them on the 2010? I never saw tour? Pavement until this reunion tour. I had cool. plans to go to New York City with a buddy in 2010. And uh, he was an acquaintance. He was the only other Pavement fan I knew. He was just another guy I would see at my local bar hang all the time. You were still in like, California Let's do it. At the let's time, do it. No, I was back in Pittsburgh by now. I was Pittsburgh, back in okay. Pittsburgh by 06. And I was like, dude, Pavement, I'm just going to be in New York. Let's go. He's like, yeah, I'll go. But we just weren't close enough friends to like, you know, formulate the plan and see it through. I should have gotcha. just gone on my own or something. But no, I didn't see that 2010 tour. Where did you see them in uh, 2022 then? I in saw Pittsburgh? them in Detroit. Uh, no, they didn't play in Pittsburgh. Pavement didn't play in Pittsburgh. I saw Pavement in uh, Detroit and then in D.C. Oh, cool. Where did yeah. they play in D.C.? Um, some old theater. I can't remember the name of it right now. Because the venues were really show. cool. It was one of the, uh, you know, his whole um, UVA crew, his whole Virginia contingent was there oh wow so i think he really you know laid it on a little bit you could feel something a little special i think there was a couple of the more rare songs from the tour if i remember from that uh, database that somebody put together of all the yeah. songs that they played yeah and, that was um, pretty slick on i kind of i, I drove out there myself i went to detroit with my wife i went to dc solo oh yeah i was right in the front row got one of these from bob Oh shit! That he's holding up a ping pong ball right now. Oh yeah, yeah, one of the autographed ping pong balls. Yeah, yeah. I got, I bought a ticket myself for the second row, and serendipitously, there was nobody in the seat right in front of me, in the front row. So you were in the so front row. As soon as they walked out, I hopped over my seat. I was right in the front row, right in front of uh, Mark, uh, rocking out, Excellent. burying my head in the speakers, just eating it up. Oh, that's great. And I kind of hung around afterwards, just kind of coming down before I got in my car. I drove all the way back to Pittsburgh myself after D.C. How big a drive is that? Four hours. Whew. But so I was hanging around, just kind of coming down a little bit. And um, there was this downstairs lounge. I went and got some water, went to the bathroom, and they cleared everybody out of this lounge real suddenly. And I go upstairs, and you see this whole crew of people with pavement intermingled. And I was like, oh, that's his... That's, that's his like friends and family Virginia crew right there or something. Very neat. Yeah. You didn't you didn't elbow your way in. I was like, I wonder if I could just sneak into that line and get back <laughs> down in the lounge. And they'd be like, wait, who are you? I was like, I'm about the right age. I could probably just mix right in. They'd be like, which one are you again? Yeah. Oh, I, I was a major in history. Yeah, Josh <laughs> from Lit, remember? <laughs> Um, what's your, what's your record? Wh which is the record that you go to the most often? For pavement? Yeah. Um, you know, I've got these playlists on my Apple music that okay. is just ones 
Malkmus and it's everything he's ever done. One's like Malk only, one's pavement only. So most of the time I just hit shuffle and let it go. I'm one of those I have the same thing. unapologetic fans that I can't like everybody's like, what's your least favorite album? I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, but um, you know, it changes. Wowie Zowie's always near the top, Crooked Rain is always near the top, but it's really hard to say my go-to. Yeah, it, it's a it's a Sophie's choice for sure. Yeah, yeah. I th- I feel like they're one and one A at the very at the very least. For me, yeah. it's Bright in the Corner and uh, Bright in the Corners and Watery Domestic are. Oh well, the Watery Domestic EP is hands down the best collection of songs that they you know right a little four song EP. That's I mean, if if we're counting that, then that's the go to. That's my number one pavement like, recording from 1990 to 92 they were so prolific yeah and so much of it was great and then they follow that up with crooked rain and it's like just what an embarrassment of wealth i know slanted Riches. and they just they came out swinging yeah absolutely so should we flip the script today and talk about our featured song of the week which is track number 43 let's do it Let's do it. Okay, so we'll take a quick break, and we'll talk to you on the other side. Sounds good. Hey, this is Bob Nostanovich from Pavement. Uh, thanks for listening. And now on with a countdown. 
All right, that was the fifth track from Bright in the Corners, Old to Begin. It's our third song from Bright in the Corners on the countdown so far. Of course, number 50 was was Blue Hawaiian. And just last week, we listened to Embassy Row at number 44. So here we are with Old to Begin. Josh in Pittsburgh, what do you think of this as track number 43? I love it. I love it. It was in my uh, top 20. Oh, wow. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I was kind of sitting at my uh, desk at work thinking about where I ranked these songs and set you back, set you back, set you back, just kept ringing in my head. It's not, a, you know, it's probably lower down in my 20, but it's in my 20 for sure. It's, um, it's great. It's got kind of all of those pavement elements to it it does the sort of uh, loud quiet loud thing really well um i'm a bit of a gearhead i think you can hear probably i want to say the crowther hot cake was one of their go-to overdrive pedals but there was um something else i think it's called the j drive which is another drive pedal that malkmus had used in pavement era early jicks maybe um you you can really hear the guitars crunching yeah um and then that last 30 seconds i you know that's that classic why we buy the ticket and take the ride kind of pavement stuff where they just devolve (laughs) into that you know symphonic chaos malcolmus is doing that perfectly affected kind of uh vocal whine and grind that he kind of can peel out there um it's so shrill and punky right yeah absolutely and yet the lyrics he's singing are like la 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 you know so it's (laughs) like this uh this um strange dichotomy of sounds going on you know yeah it's good i mean you you know juxtaposition i guess that's uh attention element yeah you know it's good stuff Uh, the lyrics yeah the lyrics are um you know, I think the easy go-to there is that it's um, sort of a, maybe not quite a love song, but um, a dedication, you know, uh, relationship, uh, aging, all that sort of stuff. Um, but I've kind of always had this thought that you could view this song, if you wanted to, maybe as um, a relationship and a critique that Malcolmus has with art and culture. Oh, expand on this. Well, you know, um, sort of metaphorically and, and even straightforwardly, the lyrics definitely have a lot of um, art sort of bent and reference to them. Sure. Uh, I can see that. Summary acts, narrative age, you know, fixture set in 1966. I kind of have always had this low-key thought that Maybe he's sort of lamenting because we, I mean, we know that he uh, loves art and culture, literature, theater, worked in the museum. You know, we know that he's quite a literate dude, definitely yeah. um, knows what's happening, I think, in the art and culture worlds at all times. And we also know that uh, he's the kind of guy that uh, is easily bored and dismissive of things that he maybe thinks are a little derivative or that sort of thing. And um, if you kind of think about that, when you listen to these lyrics, 
you could kind of maybe skew it that he's, you know, bored with theater and art, that it's uh, in a rut, that it's stuck in some old ways, that it's, you know, um, I don't need your summary acts to give into the narrative age. Like he doesn't want somebody just cramming the things down his throat. He, you know, he wants people to approach art and, you know, overlay their own ideas, map their own feelings and thoughts onto something that's, you know, I don't think he likes when an artist hands it to you on a platter, certainly with his lyrics. I right. think he leaves a lot sort of open to interpretation by keeping it intentionally Absolutely. vague and distorted. Uh-huh. So I, I've kind of always had this thought in the back of my mind that, you know, maybe he's, maybe he's complaining about some art and culture going on at the time, that it's just, it's stuck in a rut. It's too straightforward in your face. You're watching like, them reinvent the wheel. Yeah, right. Right. Um, and, you know, set you back, set old to begin, like, you know, somebody presents some new play or some new piece and it's already, it's been done. It's old to begin. We've seen this. We have this. Somebody Jesus, needs to move art this. forward. This is good. Yeah. That's sort of been something I always thought that's a little outside of the going ideas about old to begin. Yeah. When I mean, you get to that last part and it certainly feels a little more on the nose with, uh, you know, all those things that can get you bored with a, you know, a physical loving relationship with a partner, um, latent cause, menopause, stress, credit card debt, all that sort of stuff that he talks about. But even still, I mean, if you're an aging artist and you're approaching middle life and, you know, maybe you feel that you've lost that youthful exuberance and, and desire to dig in and find and create something new, you know, what slows anybody down from anything they love, be it a person, be it their output in life. It's, you know, all this getting old crap that we have to deal with. <laughs> I'm staring 50 in the, in the barrel right now, July, I turned 50. So yeah, I get it. I get yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. Cause to me, his lyrics are tough to, tough to rifle through this song is probably the most um like forward straightforward in in a sense like not not using your theory just looking at the lyrics straight ahead there's a lot of references to age and that sort of thing you know we hear about menopause we hear about set in 1966 we hear of course old to begin um, you know, a senior, a senile genius. Uh, we don't get a lot of that in Malcolm's songs. Like I, I don't find like where there's a lot of consistency with the lyrics. So I can see how you can, you know, take a surface look or go, go deeper like you did. And you're, you're likely to be satisfied in either case. Whereas a lot of times his lyrics aren't without sounding negative, aren't necessarily satisfying because you're left scratching your head. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, I do also look at the song very much on its surface because, it, it, you know, as I was saying uh, in my little uh, back history there, 
I was kind of dealing with getting older and, you know, leaving sort of the college life and East Coast life behind when I was out West and kind of unsure about what I was going to do or supposed to do. So, you know, like I said, his really, his whole vibe really helped me kind of reconcile with all that. So I do love the lyrics on their surface too, for that, because yeah, I mean, he's, he's dealing with the same thing. I'm, you're almost 50. I'm 46 now. Like I got back pain. I was laid up with back pain a couple (laughs) of weeks ago for about a day and a half. I got credit card stress, you know? So it is comforting to take the lyrics very much on their surface. Um, Yeah. But then he's also talking about, you know, I think a love life, if you take them. Yeah. I I think like that. And you know, you want to have a partner to grow old with that helps you feel good, you know, that you can kind of uh, buoy each other and keep each other afloat and moving ahead. And you know, if you get uh, dis- dissatisfied or disenfranchised with your partner, like I think maybe on its surface is some of the stuff being talked about here, that can be really a lot to contend with. Uh, What's one of those lyrics in there? Find your identical twin or, you know, that's another thing. That's one of those things, that line right there. I can never decide if he's saying finding an identical twin or find an unidentical twin. Yeah, it does sound like the the way it rolls off the tongue, uh, it does sound like unidentical twin, the the way it is. His lyrics are totally apart. Find an unidentical twin. Is that saying like, we're too similar and being too similar is not satisfying. You drift apart. You want to find somebody less like you, somebody different, or, you know, are they drifting apart because one of them's old to begin and he wants something more and maybe he wants to find somebody more like him, find an identical twin. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's just one of those things again with, um, I, and I think he intentionally leaves things a little, like the vocal tracks are a little low in the mix or intentionally mumbled or garbled so that you reach a little more, you find whatever meaning you need. Yeah. You hear it the way you need to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a great song. Yeah. One of my favorites. All my gear in my house is named after uh, a piece of pavement, uh, a a pavement song. So my backup drive is called old begin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, perfect. Yeah. My uh one of my, my fantasy football team is named the Stockton Hex. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing? Uh or how did how yeah, I guess it's okay. playoffs. Okay, I've got yeah. I'm a, I'm kind of uh obsessed with fantasy football. I got a couple of different teams. They're all named Stockton Hex and they all have the uh rooster from Watery Domestic as my team logo. Oh, that's brilliant. You know, I, I do well enough. I keep entertained. I don't uh I win a little money here and there. Oh, you're playing for scratch. I like it. Yeah, but yeah, I I, uh, I have the same sort of tendencies to name a lot of playlists and 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 items and things for, you know, song and music references. Fish, Pavement, Beastie Boys. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna guess that my next question. I already know the answer to my next question, really, because you had this song in, inside your top twenty. So my next question is: Do you think the song is is properly rated? And I'm guessing you you would say no because at at 43, it's well beyond the top 20. Um, like, 
Pro I do. I, that's fine. It is properly rated. I'm glad it made the top 50. You said you got over 100 songs submitted. Yeah. Yeah. 120. And, um, you know, to tell you the truth, I compiled my list, JD. I never actually sent it to you. <laughs> oh, uh, shit. I'm such a quintessential slacker that I, uh, I worked on it and worked on it, and it was sitting on my desktop at work. And I was like, uh, you know, I never did send that thing in, <laughs> which uh, makes me feel, you know, maybe uh, maybe I could have bumped uh, Old the Begin up a slot or two. Um, one of my personal favorite deep tracks, Greenlander. I yeah. wonder if it uh, if it appeared in, at least in your hundred or so. I've got to I got to pay my three bucks and get back into the um, uh, bonus feed so I can yeah. listen to fifty through one hundred. I think I'm, yeah, I heard you mention you're doing those. Yeah, it starts this Friday. Yeah, um, you know, I feel like I should have got my list in there to do a little service to a couple of my deeper cuts personally. But uh, right? yeah, I think as far as the general fan base, I think probably. Old to Begin is fairly rated. I, you know, I know uh, you're a Brighton guy. I, I love all the albums almost equally, but I think probably Brighton is near the bottom of most Pavement fans' list, if you ask Seems them. like it. Yeah. So for any, any Brighton song to make it in the 50, you got to feel pretty good for them. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And, and quite a few made it in. Yeah. Well, there's, reveal some, the number there's at definitely point, a few but... bangers on there. Yeah. Agreed. Well, is there any place that people can track you down or that you would want to be tracked down uh, yeah, on the really, internet I, or anything like I that? I just live in Pittsburgh. I work my job. I work with my, you know, raise my family and I so just hang out. So if I come out, to town, you'll take any, me for uh, Formati Brothers? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you know what? If I was going to stump for anything, I had tickets for the Trad Tech Tour that got canceled due to oh, COVID. me too. And I... Um, uh, if anybody's going to log in anywhere and, and search for anything or, or leave a message, let's all try to hit up Malkmus and Sweeney and, and those guys and tell them to get it back together together and get out there and give us that trad tech tour, man. I want to hear those I two agree. guys I shredding the guitar that's together. A, that's a strong record. That's a really strong record. Yeah. I had tickets to, I forget where, I think probably Cleveland and maybe Detroit. You know, I try to hit them. If they come to Pittsburgh, great. And if they hit any of those sort of, uh, rust belt cities in my within my reach i hit them yeah. up so if traditional techniques tours around or if pavement comes around the again we'll try to hit them up together if you come to pittsburgh yeah we'll go to permanis ah love it i love the ballpark there i'm a i'm a baseball guy and you have a gorgeous ballpark you got my email anytime you're going to be in pittsburgh for anything drop me a line will do awesome well it was great talking to you today yeah you too all right brother I guess so on that the note, outro. Oh, one last thing, since the sure. outro is probably coming up. I don't know if this is the same for everybody else, but I don't hear Carrot Rope the same anymore. Oh, really? I hear you. I hear your voice. <laughs> this has been Meeting Malcolmus, a pavement podcast. <laughs> I hear it every time. Oh, I'm sorry I ruined the song. No, it's great. I love it. I love it. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. Yeah, you too, JD. Thanks a lot, take, man. Take care and wash your goddamn hands. Yeah, wash your goddamn hands. Thanks for listening to Meeting Malcolmus, a pavement podcast, where we count down the top 50 pavement tracks as selected by you. If you've got questions or concerns, please shoot me an email, jd at meetingmalchemist.com. Do 
podcasts and such.